You're listening to the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. We sit down with some of the most highly regarded experts in the field of rehab, from physical therapists, athletic trainers, and much more. We dive into what makes them tick and hear about the lessons they have learned along their journey. Come listen to what these experts have to say. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. Today we have Houston Methodist, recent sports PT residency graduate, Nick Matthews. Nick, welcome on in. Thanks for having me. All right, Nick, give the people a little bit of background about yourself um, and kind of introduce where you're from and how you got involved in PT in the first place. Yeah, so I um, I grew up in a small town um, outside of Athens, Georgia. Um, kind of grew up playing sports all my life. Uh, went to a small D3 school, uh, Piedmont College, where I played baseball, and then um, went on to PG school at Indiana University. And um, kind of growing up, I was involved in um, baseball, basketball, football, kind of all, all the sports. And um, went went on to kind of focus on baseball in college, and then that's kind of how I got into uh, sports PT. Right, and so you said baseball was kind of the driving factor that got you into sports PT, but was there any mm-hmm. other things that kind of led you that made you want to go down the sports PT route later on in your career? Um, I guess kind of the, the main driving factor. So my freshman year of high school just started having lots of shoulder pain and um, you know, as as young athletes do, they continue to just throw through shoulder pain. So um, finally got that kind of checked out and then um, ended up having to go through the, the rehab process myself. And that kind of led me on the idea of, oh, this this seems kind of something that I would wouldn't mind doing in the in the long term. So went through all the rehab process, went through the throwing programs. And then um, that's whenever I was kind of looking through colleges and originally picked athletic training um, as my first major and then um, playing college baseball I kind of had to pick okay do I want to do the hours for AT school or do I want to play baseball and then ended up picking baseball switched to exercise science and then um, went to PT school after undergrad right and then you said you went to PT school in Indiana um, and kind of mm-hmm. as I was doing a little bit of research on you, I saw that you had a um, internship with the Pacers. So kind of tell us a little bit more about your experience there. Yeah, so that was that was great. I was whenever I was applying to PT schools, that was one of the, the big things that kind of stuck out to me about IU was um, they got to do a 10 week rotation or one of the students got to do a 10 week rotation with with the Pacers. And I was kind of knew that sports PT was the route that I wanted to go. So that was what kind of led me to originally applying to, to IU. And so just kind of preparing to try to do my best to get that clinical opportunity and ended up getting it. And even though it did get kind of cut short with um, COVID kind of canceling the season before moving to the bubble, it was a great experience just to kind of learn from all three of the, the PT that they have on staff and just kind of being around not only the PTs they have there, but uh, nutritionists and strength coaches and um, MDs that are kind of in and out. It was just a, a great experience. And so as you were, you know, a PT student at the time and not like your own licensed therapist, what are some different things that you learned from those strength coaches and those nutritionists that you kind of 
take into your own practice now? Uh, yeah, it was um, – as far as uh, nutrition goes, it was just – it was great to see how um, how involved that they were with, one, just kind of what the athletes were eating pretty much every meal. It was just kind of constantly monitoring, okay, what's going in, what's going out, um, and just the availability of, of food that the um, athletes had at just any given moment. And then um, as far as strength goes, it was – it was nice being in the in the same facility with the with the strength coaches. So, you know, players come in get get treatment from um, the PT side of things, and then um, go to practice. And then after practice, kind of getting their their daily lifts in, whether that be you know heavy deadlifts or heavy squats or doing just kind of accessory core work. It was um, great to see how things just kind of run on a on a day to day basis. So after. COVID kind of shortened everything and you graduated from PT school. Um, kind of what made you want to do a residency in the first place? And specifically, why a sports residency over, say, like an ortho residency? Yeah, so um, throughout the the Pacers internship, I was kind of talking with, with some of the guys there, and they were um, they were saying how, how tough it is to get into um, pro sports Um with either a not being dual credentialed um, as an athletic trainer, or b having just just lots of experience in the in sports, so that was I was either leaning towards a going back to to AT school or um, b trying to do a, a residency, and I I went the residency route just because it was a year commitment, and there were some great opportunities out there to get experience with pro sports and get experience with D1 level sports um, instead of the the two-year commitment that um, the Masters of Athletic Training program would be. Right. And so as you were applying, uh, what made you or what drew you to Houston Methodist program in particular? Um, Yeah, so being a um, um, kind of baseball fan, like growing up playing baseball, that's that's kind of what I would ultimately want to do is – you know, work in pro baseball or work um, for a college for the baseball team specifically. Um, so that was kind of what I was looking for throughout the residency and the application process. And um, the residency director at Methodist was a the former Astros PT. And they and so the, the opportunities here were, you know, working with the Astros, working with um, Rice baseball, working with Rice football. So it was a – I knew it was going to give me some great opportunities to learn from people who have been in baseball for years. Obviously, that was one of the driving factors and looking for a mentor. You know, besides, like, their experience, what are some things that you looked for in mentorship when applying to, you know, all different residency programs? Was it, like, mentorship style or what were you looking for in particular? Um, when, when applying for the residency for, in terms of mentorship. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously the experience kind of, it, it, it speaks for itself, but, um, just kind of the, the willingness to, to, to teach basically. So, um, having a mentor that you, you're not, um, kind of shy or afraid to go up to and ask questions or, um, is willing to, uh, let you kind of come in and see what they're doing whenever they have a, you know, first day or first visit Tommy John patient or when they have a, a, a Tommy John patient who is starting the throwing program or getting ready to do the strength testing to be able to throw just just the willingness to teach and, and um, not trying to just 
uh, keep you aside whenever they're doing things that they're all, they're very busy at doing. Right. Um, and so, you know, residency obviously also prepares you in terms of like staying up to date on literature. Um, a lot of people on this podcast have kind of given that analogy of like drinking water through a fire hose um, in terms of trying to keep up with all the readings and stuff. So now that you're, you've completed the residency, how do you like maintain staying up to date on literature, you know, whether it be in your areas of interest or, you know, if it's a patient that comes in, you don't know much about, how do you kind of stay up to date on making sure you are, you have the most current literature that's you, so you can best treat your patients. Yeah. So yeah, kind of like, kind of like your other guests have said, it was whenever I was in, when I was in PT school, it was so many resources, everyone, all the professors are telling you their favorites and each one of them has a different one and all, all, all different types of information that's just everywhere out there. Um, so I had uh, a pretty good mentor also for, um, for this as well. One of the PTs is kind of in charge of the research for the the Methodist sports medicine team. And he gave us several lectures on, you know, there are, are many, many great resources out there. You just kind of have to pick, you know, three, four or five that you really like. And um, one of the things that really helped us a lot was um, we did journal clubs um, once a month. And that kind of let me see like, oh, these are kind of the, the three, four resources that, you know, all the PDs are picking here. And just kind of learn like what's out there, what's good, what's bad, and then just learning how to how to read the research. Um, once you do find good resources, is also very helpful. Right. So I kind of wanted to go more big picture with the next question, and it's a it's kind of a broad and almost vague and ambiguous question. We do sports PT for many different reasons, but why do you personally love to do sports PT? Because obviously you're involved in growing up in sports, you played at a you know a collegiate level. Um, but why do you love the sports PT side of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I really enjoy is, um, you know, seeing one of my favorite things to treat is someone who has, has Tommy John surgery and they, you know, they come in, you know, day one and you kind of see the way they are now, you know, walking a brace, probably in some pain, not really able to do much. And then kind of seeing them, seeing that process, you know, all the way up until, you know, you end with with throwing, you know, 120 plus feet and they're back to kind of doing everything that they love to do. And that's kind of why I I really enjoy the sports PT aspect is because you get them at such a low level and then you you in the return get them back to one doing what they love and um, just doing things at such a high level. That's just what really drew me to the sports PT aspect of it. Right. And I think I think that's why everyone loves to do sports PT because you get to see them from, you know, the lowest point all the way to back to where they're doing, you know, the amazing things that athletes can do. Kind of wanted to go back to your time in residency, kind of give us like a day in the life of what it's like to be a Houston Methodist sports resident. And I know like day to day probably varies depending on seasons and depending on um, different factors, but kind of what a general day in the life of what it's like to be a Houston Methodist sports resident. Yeah, so um, our main coverage was with Rice throughout the the week, and um, so we had um, we were still in the clinic every day. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays were only uh, seven to noon in the clinic in the mornings, um, and then Wednesday was only in the evenings, and then Monday and Friday were more your typical full day in the clinic. And so while we weren't in the in the clinic, we 
uh, in the fall, we were co- we we're going to football practices, um, treatments, um, stuff like that. And then um, during the fall, it was pretty much only with football. So we would get done with clinic and then go to football practice. And then um, Friday after after uh, clinic, we would go to um, basically just meetings and stuff with the the ATs to kind of make sure everything was ready for um, you know game days on Saturdays. So. And then game days on Saturdays was kind of a longer, longer process. You know, if it was 11 a.m. kick, then, you know, we're getting there 5.30, 6 a.m., setting up the field first thing, making sure all the, you know, coolers and uh, tents and med supplies were out there. And then after that, we're, we're kind of just in the waiting mode for the team to get there. Then it's, you know, taping, um, getting stretched, getting warmed up, and then, uh, more meetings just kind of making sure everything's good to go before the game starts and then um, during the spring it was more heavy baseball so less during the week going over there just because they had practices during the middle of the day Um, and it was really heavy on the weekends and they the series were four games they this year due to due to COVID so it'd be less travel and then um so it was long weekends it was one game on Friday and then um two games on Saturday, one game on Sunday. So Saturdays were very long days getting there, 7, 8 a.m., getting ready to be there until, you know, 8 p.m. Right. And so uh, one question I always like to ask people that have gone through a residency or, you know, work for a team, what's like one of your favorite memories, on-field memories, whether it was football or with baseball, you know, as during your time um, working with Rice? Uh, yeah, I think it it was a, it was definitely, well, I guess I have two, um, may have seen the, um, the field goal miss in overtime with rice. I think it was rice in middle Tennessee state. It hit rice, kicked the field goal. And, um, I believe it was before overtime. I'm not really sure, but it hit the field goal post four times before, uh, going before not making it. Um, and then, uh, Rice had a in baseball they hit a walk off grand slam which I thought was really special to kind of be a part of. Yeah, I don't think you can beat a walk off grand slam. It's one of the one of the coolest things to do in sports. Um, so, you know, kind of a more broad and vague question again: What to you makes a good sports PT? Uh, you've probably been a lot, a lot of around a lot of great ones, whether it was with the Pacers or your time in school or, you know, during your time in residency, but what are some characteristics that you notice that make a good sports PT? Yeah, so I guess to me what kind of makes a good sports PT is, I know it seems simple, but just like, one, just like involving the athlete's sport. So, um, for example, say you get someone that comes in ankle sprain, right? Um, you're going to make them do balance work. You're going to make them do strength and all that stuff, and all that has, is, is very great, but we need to think about, you know, while they're doing that, that balance work or while they're doing that strength work, we need to also um, incorporate their, their sport specific things. So say they're a basketball player who, you know, comes in ankle sprain. Well, they need to be doing the single leg balance work, but why not pass the ball with them or why not, you know, um, make them dribble or um, give them some resistance bands to kind of give them some push with different types of balancing stuff. So, just kind of incorporating the game type stuff that they're going to be doing while also um, making them do the stuff that, that needs to be done with the strength and the balance. Right. And so if it's, 
you know, let's, let's say it's a patient that you have not personally played that sport. You don't have much experience in playing that sport. Like, let's say you get a diving patient. I do, don't have any personal diving experience other than jumping in the pool. But what are some things that you do to like kind of familiarize yourself with like the demands of that particular athlete? Uh, yeah, so I had kind of two examples for this. So we had um, through the residency, we did um, some work with the Houston Ballet. And I also um, like three weeks ago, I had uh, a patient who was a fencer. And one, I didn't know anything about either of those sports. And so, um, A, if, if, the, if the patient can do the movements that they do or, or just kind of show you the movements that they do, that's also very helpful instead of them using some lingo that you've never heard of. And then, so for the, the fencer, she came in with just some back pain and knee pain. And um, I was like, okay, well, can you show me what you kind of do? And then the movement that she showed me, I was like, well, kind of makes sense why you have back pain because you, you do this for six hours at a time, three times a week and don't do any strength work. So yeah, just kind of making them show you what they do, making them kind of explain to you why they do it this way versus why they do it another way. Um, just kind of can help you get a, a big picture of what's going on. Okay. All right. And then I got one more question and we'll get you out of here, Nick. Um, do you have any advice for any aspiring sports PTs, whether it be they're in undergrad trying to consider if they want to do sports PT if they're in PT school or if they're like, you know, early career professionals, what's some advice that you have, you know, used that you would want to give to anybody that's considering sports PT as a career? Yeah, so I would say um, there are lots of resources out there for you. Don't one is don't don't hesitate to you know send someone an email or or go reach out to someone who um, is doing something that you want to do. Say your goal is to end up in you know a, a physical therapist for you know a professional sports team. You know uh, find resources of people who are in that role and you know shoot them an email. Um, you can never hurt and most of the time or like majority of the time they're, they're willing to help or um, willing to let you know come shadow for a day or um, willing to help you give you some resources that they did so it's never uh, will never hurt to just reach out okay and I think that's great advice you know you're one of those people that I've like reached out to on LinkedIn uh, you know I want to be involved in sports in any capacity and so you know I reached out to you because I saw that you've had a lot of different experiences and so, um, you know, I'm really appreciative and you're a prime example of, you know, most people are willing to just say yes and just chat about their experiences and kind of help guide you on your own journey. With that being said, Nick, it's been really great to have you on and kind of listen to your journey. And uh, is there anything that you would like to plug, any social media or anything like that? Yeah, you can, I guess, follow on Instagram. Um, the uh it's under Nick Matthews or Nick underscore Matthews eight. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure I link that below. Nick, thank you again for taking some time to chat with us. Um, and this has been the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. Huge shout out to Nick Matthews of the Houston Methodist Sports Residency Program for coming on to the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. If you liked what you heard or want to hear more from great future guests, please like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening.